Welcome to the Truth About ICD-10 podcast, with tips and strategies to improve documentation, billing, and compliance as you transition to ICD-10. This is the ideal podcast for front desk, clinicians, and billers. For more information and to get your free ICD-10 book, please visit www.truthabouticd10.com. And now, your host and author of The Truth About ICD-10, Dr. Nitin Choda. ICD-10 do's and don'ts for the clinician. The majority of the responsibility of successful ICD-10 implementation falls on the shoulders of the clinician, the licensed professional, the rendering provider. The clinician has got to do two things really well with ICD-10. Number one, make sure that the documentation is done with a very, very high level of specificity such that every possible ICD-10 code that could be documented for that patient visit is indeed selected and is justified by the supporting documentation. At the end of the day, this means a much higher level of specificity with documentation. The second, the selection of every possible, every relevant ICD-10 code pertaining to that patient. Now, the complexity of the extent of documentation and the selection of the appropriate ICD-10 codes really depends on the patient. Some patients, as as you might know, are far more complex than others. So, assuming that the complexity level of the patient is high, you're looking at essentially an increased um, responsibility on the part of the clinician to not only document with specificity, but also make the selection of all possible ICD-10 codes. Now, the front desk cannot be expected to document with, uh, not document, to designate the ICD-10 codes during the scheduling process. And quite frankly, the biller uh, or coder, and for the purposes of this training, for the purposes of this audio, I'm going to assume that uh, your the biller is also a coder. And I'm also going to assume that the biller slash coder has uh, achieved an ICD-10 certification and is credentialed uh, and is certified in ICD-10 and has undergone appropriate ICD-10 training. Even if the even if the biller and the coder are experienced and, and aware of ICD-10, they cannot be expected to designate ICD-10 codes because the ICD-10 codes are driven by the condition of the patient, the clinical judgment of the of the provider, as well as the supporting documentation. So, depending on a biller or coder to designate the appropriate ICD-10 codes is uh, is not a good idea because again, it's driven by your clinical documentation. It's like trying to, you know, um, uh, let's say you're planning for retirement. You know, uh, depending on a biller coder for ICD-10 code designation is like planning for retirement and telling your retirement planner, here, take care of it. I mean, you know, the retirement planner needs to have some idea of what your your retirement goals are, of whether you're high risk, medium risk, low risk, or whether you want to diversify your portfolio into cash, bonds, stocks, uh, you know, mutual funds. So similarly, you know, as a clinician, the, the designation of the appropriate ICD-10 codes is driven by your documentation. So as much as possible, A, document with a high level of specificity, and B, 
make sure you designate and you select and you specify the appropriate ICD-10 codes that that are in turn justified by the supporting documentation. And don't depend on the biller, but give the biller enough to work with so that when he or she does his job reviewing the claim, then he or she is able to make sure that every possible ICD-10 is selected and the ones that are selected are indeed accurate and appropriate for that particular record.